podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Today we're going to be wrapping up a series we've been in called Ordinary. If you don't know uh, what a series is, a series is when we take a certain topic and we talk about it uh, for a series of weeks. What we've kind of been discussing is this idea that um, at the end of the day, each of us have this desire built into us as human beings, this in- innate passion. It's almost instinctual, this desire to, to make a difference with our lives. Now, maybe you wouldn't say it like that, but you would say something like, I want to know that my life counted for something. I want to know that at the end of all of my work hours and raising my kids and doing what I did on this planet, when I'm dead and gone, I want to know that it counted, that it mattered. And so as you kind of go on your journey of spirituality, for us, you know, it's, it's in God through Christ. You believe the Bible. The Bible kind of confirms this. And this is the scripture we've kind of based this, this series around. It says this, It's God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Now, every single week we've come together, we've kind of broken this verse down, and perhaps maybe you're catching us just at the tail end of the series. I want to break it down for you real quick. It says this, it is God himself who has made us what we are. This means that the desires and the pursuits, the the things that we want to pursue in life, our talents, our skills, our abilities, these dreams that we have in us, we've said it like this, they're not by default, they're actually by design. There's something that God has put you on this earth and he's filled you with a dream with desires and certain talents to be able to accomplish those things. He didn't just just stop there. He says that he's given us new lives from Christ Jesus. This means that we now have as believers in Christ, we have this ability to not be held captive uh, to things that normally would have disqualified us or kept us from achieving the things that are in our heart to achieve. Things like maybe bad decisions that you've made in the past. Man, I've, I've done, there's no way I could, could do the things that I want to do because because of our faith in Christ, we have this ability to push past those things. Maybe for you, it's the family that you grew up in. My mom and dad, they were never a success. How can I be a success in my life? God has given us this ability, but he doesn't just stop there. Because if all life was about was, was having dreams and having talents and having pursuits, going to work and having this ability to, to climb the social ladder, then our lives would still be extremely selfish. Because they would still be all about us. So God goes on and says, I actually have a plan. And this is the plan. He planned long ago that we should spend these lives. What are these lives? As we're we're chasing our dreams, as we're using our talents, as we're going to work day in and day out, empowered by our faith in Christ, that we should use these lives in helping others. In other words, we kind of put it into a statement like this. God didn't just save us from something. God has saved us for something. There's a reason that you exist. There's something for you to do while you're here on this earth. This whole series called Ordinary. This is kind of the the, the concept that God wants to use the ordinary, the everyday in your life to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you. We talked about the way that we do this. And the way that we do this is by harnessing and paying attention to an ability Really a power that God has given all of humanity. It's something that God has given to you as a gift that nobody, no matter the situation that you face, can take away. And this is the ability. It's the ability to love others. Sometimes when we hear that, it can kind of sound a bit, a bit fluffy. And what does really love mean? I mean, it just sounds like a, like a feeling or an emotion, but it's so much deeper than that. It's the foundation 
It's the foundation of our faith. It's the foundation. It's the reason that we gather today. John 3, 16, for God so what? So loved the world he gave his son. And this ability that we have, this great power because we have the ability to change the world with our love. We've centered it kind of around this thought that if love was enough to get God to give his son for humanity to connect with him, then love is still enough that if we show love to others, it has an ability to get people on their journey in relationship with God through Christ. You see, we see every act of love then. When we use our lives to make a difference, it's more than just showing love for the sake of showing love. We see these as stepping stones towards someone's decision to meet Jesus. Why does Jesus matter? Because as Christians, we believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. Without Jesus, we're still broken and we're still lost and we're still a mess and we have no hope. We are broken without the message of Christ. But when we're able to use our lives to show love to others, we create an opportunity, a space for God to do what only he can do. And that's join himself to humanity. This last week, I was um, traveling with my brothers and we were going to meet up with my dad. Uh, There were some weather problems where we were heading. So we ended up having to uh, get a hotel that night. Now, this was last Sunday. Last Sunday when we were here, um, we talked about the subject matter. of kind of just talking about these things. But we discussed the story of the good Samaritan. And uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with the story, this is kind of the gist of it, that there was this guy, he was traveling. And in the midst of his travel, he, he was attacked by bandits, by robbers. And they, they beat him up, they stripped him of his clothes, they left him for, for, for dead. He's bleeding, lying on the floor. And the way this story goes is there's several different groups of people that walk by and do nothing. And yet there's this one man, the Samaritan man, as the Bible calls him. He's somebody that was rejected by society, that society kind of frowned upon. They never would have think this man could make a difference. This man, Jesus used this story, this guy in, as an example in his story. He stops and uh, he, he nurses this guy back to health. He kind of bandages his wounds and then he takes him to, to an inn. And, and he tells the person there that, hey, I want you to take care of him. And, and I want you to nurse him back to health and, and get him healthy again. And if it, I'm going to leave money with you. If it costs any more, I'll pay you when I come back. And so... We left last week and kind of challenged with this idea that in our lives, myself included, that we would slow down to be able to see hurt around us, right? That we'd be able to identify that, hey, in the, in the hecticness of my life, I'm going to slow down to create a space for God to use me. That I would acknowledge need, but then I would not just, just acknowledge need, but I would engage those needs to use my life to make a difference. So the next day we get up and we continue our journey. And I kind of been thinking about the story because I just spoke about it the day before. As we're driving down the road, we come up on this horrific car accident. And a car had gone off a cliff. A lady had driven her car uh, off a cliff. It had flipped over and over all the way down to the bottom of this canyon. As soon as we, we, we drive up, we're one of the first people on the scene. There was a car in front of us that was stopping. And as soon as we, we, we drive up, I, I immediately have a flashback of talking about the story of the Good Samaritan. Creating space in your life to slow down and to help. And so in this moment, we, we kind of swerve out to the side and stop the car. The lady, her adrenaline was pumping so much that even though her car had flipped all the way down to the bottom of this canyon, when we got there, she's climbing up the side of the hill, just her adrenaline pumping. The, the guys that were there right before us, they go down, they kind of help her up to the, to the main road. When she gets to the main road, she just lets out this, this gut-wrenching scream. I, I don't even know how to put it into words for you today. She, she falls to the floor, and, uh, and immediately we all just kind of went into action. And, and for me, it was this moment of kind of seeing how, you know, we talk about God has given us each something unique to do. And it sounds really good, but, but to see it like before your eyes in action was so inspiring. I, I get out of the car and this, this lady's laying on the floor. And 
For me, you know, something that God has given to me, a skill that God has given to me is the gift of leadership. I have this ability to be able to, to mobilize a team, to talk to people, and get them rallied behind a common cause. Um, this is the same thing that makes my wife really irritated with me because she thinks I'm bossy. She's like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you're not my dad. Like, and, uh, <laughs> um, but, but, but it really, it's, it's, it's a God-given ability that God has given to me. So I get out and I start just telling everybody what to do. There's somebody standing there with a cell phone in their hand and we're in this dead zone where you, you can't call out. I said, hey, can you drive up the road and, and try to call an ambulance? And so they, they took their phone doing what they could do, drove off to go do that. And another lady came and, and she gets out. She has this big, obnoxious personality, like really loud. I'm sure we all know somebody like that. Like you can only spend a little bit of time with them because they'll just, just wear you down, you know? And so she hops out. She's like, what's going on? And she's like coming out we're just really bold. And I said, hey, do you, know where the, do you know where our fire department is? She says, yeah, I know there's one right up close. I said, okay, well, why don't you go try to get somebody? She said, yeah, I'll go and I'll knock on the door until they come out. Somebody's going to come out. Somebody's going to hear me. She's using, you know, her personality, using her personality, doing what she can do, what God has given her, her personality to make a difference. Um, there's road workers that, that, that stopped as they saw the accident. And they get out their signs that say slow and stop. And they start guiding traffic, doing what they can do to make a difference. And EMT stops and he gets down. Uh, on, on his knees with the lady and he's like you know with his with his soft comforting voice he's telling her what he's you know I'm going to begin to do an inspection and doing what he can do to make a difference at this point I'm there and I'm, I'm bracing the the woman's head on the ground as to not as to keep her from further injury they'd asked me to do that and my job is to kind of keep her you know talking and so I do what I can do I look her in the eye and I say do you, I asked her I said do you believe in God she said yeah I said okay I'm going to pray so I just started praying for her and after I prayed, she's kind of just looking up into the sky, almost like, like she's just daydreaming. And I, and I looked down, and I said, hey. She, she just kind of looked up at me. I, I, I said, what are, you, what are you thinking about? She said, I'm just thinking about my kids. She's laying there, her soul just trying to hold on to her body. And the uh, fire department came. That lady that went and banged on the door was able to do her job and get them there. And uh, they were able to take her, and, and I was able to connect with her son a little bit later on Instagram. And although she had bleeding in her brain, broken spine, broken neck, she's going to survive. And so that's something uh, to be celebrated. Really cool. Um, so I'm reminded of the story of the Good Samaritan. As I leave that day, I'm driving down the road. And the more I drive down the road, I, I just can't escape this moment that, that I just had. And I'm thinking about it, but the part that stands out the most to me is as this woman's kind of staring off into space, me asking her the question, what, what are you thinking about? And she tells me, I'm thinking about my kids. This moment she's about to lose potentially her life, she's thinking about her kids. I start thinking about my kids now. I start evaluating the father that I am. I start thinking about the father that I want to be. I start thinking about my schedule. Am I too busy? Do I need to make more time? And in this moment, I kind of had this epiphany where it just kind of like really, really resonated with me. Because that day, I thought that I was the one stopping to make a difference in this woman's life. But in this moment, I realized that it was this woman that made a difference in mine. Because as we set on this quest to use our lives to make a difference, I think a lot of times we think that the difference the major difference we're going to see is in the world around us. And sometimes we fail to miss that the greatest difference that happens is actually within us. You see, when we use our lives to make a difference, a lot of times we think the difference is going to be external. But I want us to consider today that maybe the greater difference, maybe the greater impact, maybe the greater change when we use our lives to make a difference, maybe the greater change happens within us. 
Today I want to talk about this idea, and I want to talk about just, just three things specifically that we gain when we use our lives to make a difference. The first one is this. When we use our lives to make a difference, we gain fulfillment. What am I talking about? I'm talking about this deep sense of fulfillment that, that our life matters, that I'm doing the thing that I was created for. Why does this matter to you? Because this is what really you're searching for. In your lives, this is the thing that you're longing for. This is why so much of the time we hop from relationship to relationship. This is why we don't stick with one job or, or, we, or we try different things. Why? We're trying to find that thing that really fits, that resonates with us, that makes us feel fulfilled. Why? Because we're all longing for fulfillment. Have you ever seen like a, an instrument, maybe like a violin, and you see a violin and and uh, we used to have one, and, and I'd, I'd find it, you know, just be in random places in the closet, or, or you find a violin in a storage unit, maybe you go to a pawn shop, and you see this instrument, and it's cool, whatever, but you kind of overlook it. You overlook it until you see someone who plays violin pick up a violin, and they use the bow, and they begin to, to, to play the violin, and what happens, this, this something beautiful happens. You're moved, you're emotionally stirred. Why? Because you're seeing something do something that it was created to do. This same sense of fulfillment, this, that, this wow factor, wow, it's incredible. This is the same sensation, the same feeling that we get when we use our lives to make a difference. We experience a sense of fulfillment. And this really transcends, really, our spiritual journey. It actually affects us physically, how we live our lives today. The Bible confirms this in the book of Proverbs. It says this, your own soul is nourished when you are kind. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. When you use your life to make a difference, your own soul is nourished. Why does this matter? There's another scripture that says, uh, Beloved, I, I pray that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers. If we want our financial situation to change, if we want our health situation to change, you know where it starts? It starts with our soul. And our soul is nourished when we are kind. It's interesting because God talks about this, but what's really fascinating is science is beginning to confirm this. Uh, Forty international studies have confirmed that volunteering, this is insane, volunteering, doing something with your life outside of your normal routine to make a difference, adds years to your life. A 22% reduction in mortality rates. That's a good reason to join the dream team today. You know what I'm saying, right? Just doing something with your life. Doing something with your life outside of just the routine, the day-to-day. -day. I get up, I go to work, I, I come home, I eat, and I go to sleep, I get up and I do it again. No, no, no. Doing something with your life to make a difference in somebody else's. When I do that, get this, science is proving that it adds years to your life. Your own soul is nourished when you are kind. Uh, another study talking about uh, pain. A study done by pain management nursing reports that on a scale from 0 to 10 that people's pain ratings drop from nearly 6 to below 4 after attending a volunteer just a volunteer training program and leading discussion, discussion groups for fellow sufferers. Why? When we use our life to make a difference, it doesn't just affect us spiritually. No, it gives us a sense of fulfillment. It actually makes our body act differently. Why? We're doing something for which we were made. I love the way uh, Tony said it. He said, I was setting up cones one morning. He serves at our Fresno campus. Setting, setting up cones one more morning uh, for parking on Jacqueline and Gates when I saw a lady blocking traffic because her van stalled on her. I ran to the van to ask her if she was okay and if I could help. At that moment, she seemed very frustrated and discouraged as she sat there crying. I told the lady she's going to be okay, and I pushed her van to the side of the road. I encouraged her. I prayed for her, 
And I invited her to church. Well, five months later, I'm sitting in church and notice that same woman sitting next to me. I asked her if she remembered me. She said, yes, because of you, Tony, I am here. Isn't that cool? Her and her family, her and her family now attend celebration. I love this part. This is what we're talking about, fulfillment. It made me feel happy and full of joy. I get emotional realizing I was able to really help someone in their time of struggle. When you use your life to make a difference, you experience fulfillment. Uh, Cammie said it like this. I was separated from my children, had just lost my home, car, and job of 23 years. A friend had invited me to a woman's C group, community groups we do here at the church. And out of desperation, desperation, I went. I then started to attend celebration, immediately volunteering to serve for an upcoming Easter show. Serving on the Dream Team has changed my life. I found many friends. Not only that, but I've experienced, this is what we're talking about, I experienced healing physically and emotionally as a result. Serving is a part of worship for me. Get this, I'm now reunited with my kids, and in April of this year, I was offered my job back with a $7 raise. I was recently able to purchase my first vehicle in almost 10 years. I'm extremely thankful. Isn't that so awesome? So, so cool. When we use our lives to make a difference, we experience fulfillment. Last one, Alex. Alex said this. A couple years ago, all I liked doing was filling my mouth with nonsense, over-drinking, smoking, abusing drugs. It was becoming a vicious cycle. Those things never promised a good ending, and I knew there was no sense in it. For many years, my parents would travel out of the country for the holidays, and I'd stay behind to carry on with school and work. On December of 2015, I heard about Celebration Church. This is last Christmas. After attending, I started serving on the music team, drumming in the band. When I did, everyone was so loving, and I felt this warmth on the inside. I love this part. Nothing in life ever felt that good to me. It was so uplifting. The more I served at Celebration, the more it seemed things changed. Relationships with my family became stronger. As a couple of months passed, I then found out my mom had cancer. It was the hardest thing for me to understand. Trying my best to trust God in the midst of it, I was extremely confused. Months went by, and by this time she had started her therapy. Well, on Friday, November 4th, 2016, the phone rang. When I answered it, it was my dad asking if I had seen or talked to my mother. He told me that he had just spoken with her and that her doctor was practically crying in disbelief. He said that he couldn't find any signs of cancer in her body. Wow. So it made me cry uncontrollably. Everything that I am and I was made me feel so unworthy, so undeserving. But God has made a believer out of me. I finally found love. I've built healthy relationships, and I'm so inspired by what has happened. I love it again. Nothing in life ever felt that good to me. Why? When we use our lives, when we use our lives to make a difference, we're doing the thing we were created for, and we receive a deep sense of fulfillment. The second thing I think we receive is focus, perspective. The ability to look at life and see what really matters and what doesn't. And this is huge because I, I don't know about you, but I find myself spending so much of my time, so much of my life distracted by things that do not matter. In this situation, as I stop to make a difference in this woman's life and I'm sitting there with her on the ground and I say, what are you thinking about? And she tells me, my kids, what did that do for me? It gave me perspective. 
It gave me focus. It made me think about my kids. It made me think about how I was fathering. Why? Because in that moment for her, as she's on the verge of death, all that she could think about is what really, really matters. Not the quarrels that we get caught up in. In fact, last weekend, I, I was just so challenged. I, I thought I'd bring it up again because it's just really been, I don't know, resonating within me. And in 1 Corinthians 13, when we talked about this, this whole thing that God has asked us, when we talk about this love thing, right? God says, love one another, but not just love one another. In the same way that I have loved you, love one another. We read 1 Corinthians 13 to begin to talk about what love is. And I know we were all challenged. I was extremely challenged. There's this one part, and it just kind of really stuck with me. It says that, that love keeps no record of wrongs. Wow. Love keeps no record of wrongs. You know, for me, I can be really good at forgiving, but I'm not so good at forgetting. You see, for me, I like to at least keep a record of wrongs. For the right opportunity, when you need to remind somebody of what they did to you, right? <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Love keeps no record of wrongs. When we think about what God does with us, sometimes, I was thinking about this, sometimes the greatest way you can use your life to make a difference is by offering forgiveness liberally. When you've been done wrong, when people knew better and did you dirty, to be able to say, you know what, I have the power to love you and I choose to keep no record of wrongs, I'm going to forgive you. Why? Because my acts of service, when I use my life to make a difference, I've gained a perspective that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. In Romans chapter 12, it says this, Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. Don't take the law into your own hands. Easier said than done, right? Instead, feed your enemy if he is hungry. This is so cross-grained to, to, the, uh, to our human thinking. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, and you'll be, quote-unquote, heaping coals of fire on his head. In other words, he'll feel ashamed of himself for what he did to you. It says this, Don't let evil get the upper hand, but conquer evil by doing good. I love the way another translation puts the end of that scripture. It says this, don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. By doing good. When we use our lives to make a difference, we gain a sense of focus. We gain a sense of perspective to know that I choose. I make the choice to forgive you because I see things clearer than I've seen them before. Every year, we try to do it every year, we take a group over to the Philippines. Uh, we have over 30 churches. My dad mentioned that a little bit earlier. And uh, every time that we go, it's, it's one of these moments where you go thinking that you're going to help this impoverished nation and I'm really going to make a difference. But when you leave, you, you honestly feel like you gain so much more than you gain. Every single person that we take over there, they, they come back saying something similar. Uh, just over a year and a half ago, we got to film a documentary there. And today, I want to show you an excerpt from that, a conversation I was having with a lady in our church named Jen. Check this out. It's been eye-opening. I think I thought I knew what we were going to look into, and I, don't, I just didn't. Um, seeing families that are happy and joyful, and yet you look around, and they just they don't have. They don't have anything. They don't have water. They don't have food. Um, um, but they have... Their family, so they're yeah. really happy about it. It's crazy to see. I know I was telling the guys too. It's just crazy to see the um, desperate situations these people are in, and still, you know, the happy. Like I, this is their twenty-four-seven. This is right, their exactly. They're waking life. up to this tomorrow and the next day. I thought the same thing. We were dealing with one of the families. I told you a little bit, and um, the situation is he's out 
you know, selling drugs and just to make money for the family. And she's out prostituting, and he's aware of this. And um, it's devastating to them, and they want out. And so this morning, he, the people that want him to sell drugs, he's being forced to, they say, um, you know, we want you to go do this. And he said, something inside me said, don't. Help is coming later. And so wow. he just didn't go. Which And so he's hiding in his house today. And we come knocking at the door saying, can we pray for you? Wow. So they received Jesus. And we're like, this is your out. This yeah. is your out. And it was just amazing. And to see Incredible. to see the brokenness, but then the hope yeah. that came. It was so cool. And they have seven children. They kids. Trying to fill, yeah. Seven little ones. You know, wow. they're trying to take care of this. And it's just like, <laughs> it makes you realize that our little problems that we have are just so um, non-existent. They're yeah. just, we shouldn't, why are we worrying about them when they're yeah. just trying to make make things meet for tomorrow. They have yeah. food for tomorrow for their children. Right. That's good. Amazing. It almost makes you feel selfish in a lot of ways. Me anyway. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It makes really... you just start to say really what's important in life. Yeah. And then when you start talking to them about God, they're like, yes, yes. And they're seeing the hope. And I'm thinking, am I that hopeful as right. they are? Wow. When you use your life to make a difference in the life of someone else, it gives you extreme focus, perspective. Uh, Kenny said it like this. Before faith in Jesus, I was naturally self-centered, a pro at it. When I began serving, it caused me to see a bigger picture. I realized I got to play a part in making a difference, and then I started seeing lives change. It made me want to do more. I love the way he said it. Serving has changed my life by changing me. When we use our lives the things that we can do to make a difference in those around us, we gain a sense of focus. Not just that, last but probably the most important, we gain a family. And I think this is the greatest of all because as humans, this is something we desire so strongly, a place to belong. This is the power of the local church. This is why the local church is the hope of the world. We create a space, a family, for people to come and belong. It's more than just a catchphrase or a slogan. When we stand up here and we say, this is supposed to be more than just a building. This is supposed to be a place where each and every one of us can come together and find strength, find wisdom, and find support for our lives. Because you see, our acts of love, our acts of kindness, we're not just some humanitarian philanthropist organization. We take our acts of love, and here's where our faith is at. With every act of love, we believe God gets behind it. That's what makes it different. We're showing love to ultimately lead people to God through Christ. And when we do that, we lock arms with other people that believe the same thing that we do. Why does that matter? Because we're able to accomplish so much in the world around us. We don't come to church because it's a hobby. If coming to church is your hobby, get a better hobby. We come to church because we believe that Jesus is the answer. We believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. We believe that there is no other answer for fulfillment. There is no other answer that can bring help. There is no other answer that can bring healing aside from the redemptive message of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. This is why we are motivated to serve with our lives because we can make a difference. Why? Because he made a difference in mine. He made a difference in my life. So now I can make a difference in other people's life. I join a family. I join a family. I no longer have to feel alone. Some of you, you have family, but you feel like a misfit in your own family. 
God has created the space of the local church. This is why serving within the local church, it's so, so vital. It's so important to your success in life. Why? You have to be connected with people like you who understand that we're just passing through here, that this is not all there is. There is somewhere after this. And when you do life with people that believe the same way that you do, you're able to find strength and support and wisdom in the struggles that you go through, in the hard times that you go through. Other people, they're not going to understand this. God doesn't just want to save you. He wants to place you into a family where your life here on earth can get better. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says this, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere. Throughout the series, I throw, away, throw around terms like talent or, 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 or you know, dreams, things like this, things that the only you can do. Really what these are is they're things that God has given to you. They're gifts. The Bible says his various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. In other words, we don't just have talents. God gets behind our talents to make a difference. God's various ministries, using your life to make a difference. That's what we talked about a ministry is. God's various ways of you using your life to make a difference. They're carried out everywhere. We're not just making a difference. God's spirit, they originate in God's spirit. God's spirit is behind it. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. You have that. You may not even know what it is yet, but you have it. Everyone gets in on it. This is what we're talking about today. Everyone, yourself included, benefits. A couple of verses later, it says this. For no matter how significant you are in your life, it's only because of what you are a part of. It's the idea of family. A few verses later, it says this. Only as you accept your part of that body, that family, does your part mean anything. Why? Because God never intended for you to do life alone. When you understand that you have something to contribute, you join a band of brothers. You join a tribe, a family, where your role begins to mean something. Why? Because just like that car accident that I pulled on and everybody pulled up on and everybody just goes to work, that's what God has intended his church to be like. That we would go to work loving our communities, that we would go to work loving our workplaces, that we would go to work loving our neighbors, that we would go to work loving the family that God has given us, that we would do what we can to make a difference in the world around us. Michael said this, I was planning on completing school and doing IT work. However, my plan totally changed when the school unexpectedly shut down. The student loans I had were helping me with my living expenses, and in one sudden moment, everything changed. I kept serving, and I believed all would be taken care of. So courageous. On that very last day I had to pay rent where I was living, a leader from the church asked to meet with me. She then handed me an envelope and informed me that the team I served on had collected money for me. She said they wanted to help me in my situation. I never even asked them to. I'm forever grateful. We use our lives to make our difference just like he did. We gain a family. We gain a family where we find that strength, wisdom, in this case, support for his life. Nick said this, I started attending Celebration Church six years ago, and since then, I found my passion and identity in God and built relationships that will last my whole life. Serving at Celebration has connected me to God and to others greater than I thought was possible. The people, the people that I've met have helped me through the hardest times of my life. And I'm a better person because of them. Aaron said this, Serving on the dream team means being a part of a family that I didn't know I had. 
I used to feel alone in a crowd full of people. Maybe you feel like that today. I was lost and I felt like I was flailing in the wind. Before attending Celebration Church, many doors wouldn't open for me and I had missed or lost opportunities over and over again. I learned about tithing at church, what exactly meant, and I figured I'd try it seeing that everything else wasn't working. I soon realized the more I gave, I was never with any less. In fact, I ended up with more that allowed me to give more. Months later, I decided to reapply for a home loan that was not approved for a year prior. This time, everything was different. Not only was I approved, I was approved for a larger loan amount than before. The only thing that changed in my life within that year was that I started tithing. I am blessed with my first home that is more than I could have ever wanted, and it was all due to tithing. I love this part. This is what I want to focus on. I now have people in my life that genuinely care about myself and my son. I now have a foundation built with Christ and people to lean on at any moment. When you use your life to make a difference, you gain a family. If I'm really vulnerable with you, I can understand how this is difficult. Because in our Western civilization, I think we're so accustomed to thinking, when we hear things like this about serving or, you know, her example, tithing, giving, it, to us it seems like a subtraction from our life. That takes work, that takes effort. I'm going to have to create a space for that. We hear God asking us to, to do these things like, God, why are you, what, else, what else do you want from me? How much can I give? I mean, we're, trying to, we're just trying to get through down here. And sometimes it's easy to think that God's trying to take something from you. And I want to kind of say it like this, that God is never trying to take something from you. He's not trying to subtract from your life. When he asks you to serve, he's not trying, he's not trying to just get you to do something so that you lose time with your family or other things that you love. No, God is never trying to take something from you. God is always trying to get something to you. What God needs in order to do what he desires to do in your life, it's what you need in relationships. Trust. God wants to know that you trust him. The reason he asks us to be faithful with our tithe and offering or giving to the church, why? I have something I want to do in your life. Will you trust me with the resource that's most precious to you? The reason he asked me to serve with my time is because I want to do something in your life. Will you trust me with something that's most precious to you? You see, sometimes we think that God is trying to take something from us, but really, you know what God is trying to do? God is saying, I'm trying to give you fulfillment. I'm trying my best to give you perspective, focus. I'm trying my best to place you into a family. Will you trust me? Will you slow down in your life and your pursuits and the things you're trying to accomplish with this great power that I'm giving you? Will you slow down to make a difference with it so that I can have access to change your world, to bring you this sense of, I belong, I matter, my life counted, I made a difference. We started this series with a scripture. I want to end with it today. It's God himself who has made us what we are and given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. Today, here's my question. What is your move? You have a move to make today. Maybe for you, you're just stuck in the routine. Maybe you've been generous to an extent, but you're stuck in a routine. Maybe for you, you need to serve more. Maybe you step up to the plate and you need to give more. Maybe you need to slow down and have more time with your kids. Maybe you need to have less time at work and more work time with your family. What is the move for you, to, for you today? What do you need to do with your life to rearrange your schedule, to rearrange the way that you view the world, to make a difference in the world around you? Here's my question. What can God use that's really ordinary in your life 
to make an extraordinary difference in the world around you. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.